Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this episode 156 of the Gen mm. X Grown Up podcast. <laughs> Most already can't believe it, 156. I know, every number seems like, wow. <laughs> I'm John, joining as always is Mo. Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> doing good, man. <laughs> and you know that George is here. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, in this episode, we watch a new alien invasion film with equal parts sci-fi and horror. Check out some handy tech to make international travel less challenging. I wonder who that's about, Mo. Mm. And <laughs> revisit an updated version of an Atari 2600 classic. All those topics and many more coming your way in this episode. First, though, this is usually where we talk about fourth listener email. But you know mm-hmm. what happened? We haven't had in a while a brand new iTunes review oh. just dropped mm-hmm. for us. Those are huge. Is iTunes still a thing? Yeah. To the best of my knowledge. Or maybe it's <laughs> Apple Podcast now. Whatever it is, it's hey, a place you can leave reviews. That's right. <laughs> And we got one. It actually takes some time to propagate. It was from a couple months ago, but it just popped up in my feed. Uh, and this is from, I think it's pronounced The XO, but it's T-H-A-E-X-O. I like it. That's what it's pronounced. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, it's a five-star review. Nice. Lovely. Even better. Subject was... Gen X Grown Up, great content wherever you consume. Uh, Here's what Mm. the XO said about us, so brace yourself. These gents have a real love for the source material, mostly because they're a part of the living history being captured right here on Apple Podcasts at all, so wherever else you may be. Mm. I truly believe these fellas have the deepest respect for what they do, and I'm proud to call myself a Gen X Grown Up, and your dinner can be french fries if you add the (laughs) meal stuff on top. It's called loaded fries. (laughs) Nice. I like star him. Beefy. Yep. He listens to the theme. He actually he gets it. He <laughs> sings along. Yeah, I can't tell you how many how many times I'll, I'll message somebody and then listen to the podcast and they go, "I did have just French fries the other night." I'm like, "Okay, so you can technically just have French fries." <laughs> Honestly, I've done it too. But. Yes, yeah, so uh, we that's great. We appreciate it. And you know, yeah. this actually this now. Remember, we had that one star review. It's no longer the most recent review. So thank you, the XO. You have a limit. <laughs> right. you, you've canceled out that one star review. Pushed it on down. They didn't like us very much. We don't want them featured anyway. Yeah. Uh, we certainly are grateful anytime. Look, it doesn't have to be iTunes. Anywhere that you listen, if you take the time to drop a review, even if it's on you know smaller, lesser known podcast aggregators, a lot of places you can. It's how we get recommended to people. It just you're saying, hey. I I listen. Here's what I think about it. And it helps us get uh, get found. So to the XO and anyone else who has left a review and to you who are about to go leave a review now that you've heard this, we thank you in advance. <laughs> we certainly appreciate you. It's really easy to do. And of course, normally we would have fourth listener email here. We have a bunch of it. There'll be some back next episode. And if you'd like your email featured here on the show, just drop us a line at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one, and most of them get featured right here on the show. All right, with that good business behind us, let's jump into the body of 156 right after this. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, 
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Hey, Mom, it's good to be home again. Camp was fun, but uh, you gonna wash? Uh-huh. That's clean. Clean? You wash it on a rock? What's that? Barbecue sauce, ketchup. That was a bug. Ugh. Hey, can you get this out? What is that? Blood. Blood? Yeah, I shave now sometimes. I'm not a total kid. Shave? I tried to get it out, but it just got brown. I don't know. Mom, I got a date. The stains already set in. A date? Jennifer. Tide might have gotten it out fresh, but set in. Jennifer who? Empty. New tough cleaning Tide. Maybe this will... Nah. New Tide can do it. It can even get out this set-in blood stain. The directions on the box tell how. Now some of your toughest set-in stains come clean. On dirt and stains that sit, New Tide won't quit. Hmm. That old stain came out. New Tide is better than old Tide. Hey, Mom. Thanks. Hey. Have fun, kiddo. It takes a Tide to beat a Tide. Even on dirt and stains that sit, New Tide just won't quit. Okay, let's get the ball rolling talking about media. And of course, this could be comics or books or music or television or film or whatever it is. Uh, Mo, why don't we start with you? I know you're fresh back from vacation. Did yes. you get a chance to check out anything in the world of media while you were away? Uh, well, just before we left, I did. Okay, all right. <laughs> and it's a, it's a movie, actually it's a little mini series, three episodes on HBO called Savior Complex. Hmm. Okay. It's basically following the story of a American missionary who goes to Uganda Decides he's using a separate thing to kind of help take care of malnourished children. Okay. And it gets bigger, bigger, bigger. And she starts doing like medical stuff and things that she's not trained for. Is she a doctor? No, she's not a doctor. No. no, no oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a documentary or is this a dramatic yes. film? No, it's a documentary. documentary. Oh, damn. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually made like a whole bunch of news and stuff. So basically she cannot go back to Uganda anymore because they estimate like over 100 children died in her care. Whoa. <laughs> Over like three years. Huh. Now, here's the thing, though. It's it's not completely black and white because a lot of these children were definitely very, very bad off. They had nowhere to go. So they actually had. So it's, as I said, the whole thing is kind of like about the whole con the whole situation mm. around that. And okay. it was very interesting because there's a group out there called No White Saviors. Uh -huh. Because in Uganda, uh, there's a city called Jinja where it's actually really, is, of all the towns and cities, it's actually really nice because there are something like, I forget how many hundreds of charities are in that one area, like ah. based in that one area. You can't throw a rock and not hit a charity. All helping out. And it kind of goes into the whole thing about the missionary system. Why do they even go? It, it shows you all that, but around that, it's around this one story of this woman who basically sort of just, it became more about her, I think, than about saving the children. Mm. Wow. I mean, you, you mentioned that number that we all, three of of us kind of sat back whoa you know like <laughs> but then i started thinking about the context the area that this is about mm -hmm. that number would seem ridiculous here in our yeah, country absolutely yeah but in that country maybe that number is closer to being in line with the natural mortality statistics that are already happening even outside of her particular story yeah. i'm just kind of curious like i get why it makes a good documentary yeah sure, and huh. i get why it's you know an intriguing story because it has death and children in it everybody <laughs> wants to know about that that's absolutely <laughs> that's gonna grab you I just wonder, did the documentarians, in your opinion, did they did they play it up to get you to watch the thing? Or do you feel like they treated it with some reverence? I think they treated it with some reverence. I thought it was actually a pretty balanced 
story. Like it was just oh, okay. a lot of like facts and firsthand accounts mm-hmm. and firsthand people talking, you know? And so I thought it was actually a pretty fair thing about it. Of course, you know, she thinks she's absolutely nothing wrong and all that stuff. And then, but then they have like people who are doctors there saying like, she wouldn't listen to their advice. And she's, you know, oh. doing that kind of mm-hmm. things. Cause she knows better apparently. Like, so it was, it was interesting to see what happens over there. The more you describe it, the more like I can imagine especially in a third world country or Mm -hmm. a a disadvantaged country, you could see how someone would go, look, no one was doing anything and I did something and now I'm being vilified for it. That's what I'm kind of imagining. That's her, that's what she feels for sure. Is that pretty much, that's what I'm imagining, right? So that, that, that you very well, you painted the picture perfectly. But then when you start digging in, you go, it almost sounds like then she's overstepping what anyone should try to do, like offering Mm -hmm. medical care when you're outside of a bandaid or something, when you're talking like, I'm assuming it's well beyond that, like, uh, like medicine and, uh, you know, whatever procedures oh, and stuff. IVs and yeah. stuff That's, like just, you know, mm, prescribing medication. That, oh, like when you first described this, I'm like, I'm not watching this. And then the more we've talked about it, I'm like, oh, there's more layers to this. Like, I don't oh, want to really, watch this depressing thing about these poor kids, <laughs> but there's more to it because there's the infrastructure that led to it, I guess. Yeah. And there's the whole thing too, with all the people that worked for her and everyone's like, well, oh. you know, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you bring it up? And they're like, I needed the job. <laughs> or to who? <laughs> I mean, like, and, it's and, not and like that's also it's part of the, the American Good point justice too. system, right? right? And, and right. then they go into that as well. So it, it's, it was a very, very interesting. It's only three episodes, you know, and each mm-hmm. one's like about an hour ish. Okay. You get a very good picture of it, and you could basically form your own thoughts about what you feel about this person at the end. Oh, and it huh. leaves it ambiguous for you, too. It, yeah, it's just like this, it just uh, lays out the situation. I like a documentary. It's a bit of a downer episode, but it was interesting. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, John, yeah. you have something a little bit more fun. Well, it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's uplifting, but it's certainly cool. Like less child death. I yes, think is please. what Mo is looking for. I have substantially less child mortality in my media, certainly. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Let's, let's talk about yours then. Uh, well, you know, I like anything uh, Bigfoot, UFO craziness. Mm-hmm. And so I stumbled across, there's a film that just came out this year in 2023. And I saw the cover that grabbed me and the cover was like fire in the sky, it, like showed like someone being lifted, like in a beam of light mm-hmm. to a UFO mm-hmm. or something. I'm like, that's for me. Let's see what it's about. And it's a film called No One Will Save You. And right. That's pretty ominous name for a UFO story. The premise is, and and I mentioned in the tease, I thought this was a sci-fi movie. It's just about a combo, like dramedy is drama comedy. What is a, it's a sci-fi horror, right? It's, it's two things, but not horror, like, like body horror or blood everywhere, but like you're tense all the time and you never know what's going to happen. The premise of this film is there is this young woman who's probably in her late twenties, early thirties, who has some baggage from her childhood. She had a, a friend when she was young who passed away and she was responsible for the friend dying. And she still lives in the same town with with these people ostracizing her. So she pretty much just lives by herself, stays off the grid. Uh, she does her little Etsy store and her crafts and mails them out, but she doesn't interact with people. She has a very nice house, probably inherited from her family. And then one night, noises, lights, you know, lights in the sky, things are going on. And I figure, oh, it's going to be, you know, a, kind of a, you know, UFO abduction kind of movie or something. It's not. It's more like a UFO home invasion. By 10 minutes in, like I thought this was a low-budget movie. They put all their money into the effects, if it is, because you see the alien pretty quickly, and it's like it's like seeing Michael Myers in the background. It's like, oh, shit! Like, the alien is so scary. And they okay. shoot it in ways like you only see a flash of him in the distance as we're slamming a door. Or you only see, like, his feet, and you're like, oh, it's going to be just a... You have to imagine it. And then he jumps up on the bed this woman's hiding under, and this is a full 
full-blown horror movie and the aliens don't know everything that's happening. So shortly, there's like a chase through the house and in a scuffle, she kills the alien. Now, okay. That might be a big spoiler, but that's just the first 15 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Now she's pissed off the aliens. like, movie over. Let's let's go to right, the next film. Right, yeah. <laughs> so now she's pissed off the aliens. She's to go to talk to the authorities, but the authorities is like, I think the dad is the dad of the girl that died when she was young. And so like, they don't want to talk uh. to her and it builds and it builds. And they do things in this movie that I've never seen done in a UFO alien movie. The way the aliens are treated, the things that they do, the way they behave, you start to get a sense of like, like, like you never know how are you going to portray aliens? Are they, you know, are they water creatures or are they this? They're pretty much like grays that we know with a big bulbous heads, but they have weird feet and tentacles and it is bizarre. But if you like sci-fi and if you like horror, which both of us, all of us do, both mm-hmm. of you guys do, this is not a bad movie to watch. It has nobody in it that I recognize, but I was riveted to this thing. And after like 10 minutes, I had to go get my wife and go, you've got to see this first 10 minutes because it's not what you're expecting. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I watched it. And did you? Okay. All right. And let me tell you that. Yeah, it, it's it's just like a thr- it's more of a thriller, right? Okay. Thrill, yeah. horror, science fiction. I don't know. It's, it's, like all horror, those it's everything. Right? So it's not a comedy. At There's no point, comedy. <laughs> almost every movie that comes out, we can apply any genre we want to it. Yes. True. It feels like because there's elements of all these different Good things. Point. The writers yeah. are just doing so many diverse things now. But yeah. The thing that got me though, I was watching, I was like about 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And I realized there's been no dialogue. Right. I did. I'm like, is this a foreign film? There's no, cause she has no one to talk <laughs> like, to. No dialogue at all? She has all? no one to talk to. Well, she's by herself. She's not going to talk to the aliens and she doesn't live with anyone. And so it's, it's yeah, but she's crazy. She doesn't talk to herself. No, she's not crazy. She's just a hermit. Yeah. She's just, shredded. isn't she in that house by herself where aliens are attacking her and she hasn't <laughs> left? She's fucking crazy. Yeah, she's a shut-in for sure. Yeah. But they did it well because I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. No one said anything yet. There's been like no dialogue. Hmm. But I knew what was going on the whole time. And, um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Uh-huh. It's, it got it had a small movie feel, like a smaller film. That's yeah. Feel small budget. Yeah. And the alien and like they said, when she kills it and stuff, it's I was like, wow, I, it felt very real. I guess that's the thing. I yeah, got it did. The most. Very visceral. Very real. Yeah. I, I will say like the last the last half of the third act, maybe the last 15 minutes or so, got a little weird and surreal and touchy-feely yeah. and how are the aliens evoking memories of this dead friend or whatever. But despite that weirdness, I would still recommend this for anybody that likes sci-fi or horror or thriller, like you said, Mo. And it's a surprising movie. If you've never heard of it, Very much so. put it on your radar if you like that kind of stuff. No One Will Save You is the name of it. George, how about you? What do you have? What category is the thing you're watching yeah. in? Is it sci-fi, drama, <laughs> horror, thriller? <laughs> I'm going to call it a television show and leave it at that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think that'll be easier to deal with. Uh, That's fair. I was looking forward to this in our last regular episode, Mm -hmm. and I have now watched, I think, three of the episodes, and it's so good that my wife, who oftentimes I'll watch an episode of something, and I'll say, honey, this is a really cool show we might enjoy together. If you want to watch it with me, watch the first episode so you can catch up, and then we can start with episode two or three or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. together. And she's like, usually it's like, oh, well, okay, yeah, and she ostensibly never really does that. Mm-hmm. So I okay. end up watching the series by myself in this particular case, though, she not only watched the first episode, you watched the second episode. So she was like, I'm ready to go. When are we going to watch third episodes? Like she was waiting <laughs> for that third episode to come out. All right. When it did. 
It's called The Irrational. It mm. stars Jesse L. Martin. Now, Jesse L. Martin is an actor on TV that I've enjoyed for a long time. First time I ever saw him was in Law & Order. He was one of the two detectives for like four or five years there. Right. Um, you know how they cycle through the different yeah. characters yeah. and actors on that show. Then he moved over to playing the father in the TV series The Flash, the CW version. Right. So uh, that was um, really cool. He did a great job in there. Now he's finally doing his own series that's all centered around him. And his character is a behavioral scientist who is like world renowned and, you know, he's the best at what he does. Kind of reminds me, John, remember that old series Lie to Me that we used to mm -hmm. watch with yeah. uh, Roth? I, Roth. Or, Eli Roth. I can't remember that for a oh, Timothy Roth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Timothy Roth. <laughs> Different Roth. Yeah. <laughs> I it's kind of like that. Like he's this scientist guy who gets called in to work on FBI cases. Uh, so it's got that police procedural thing, but it's also got some good human interest in it. He himself was a victim of a violent uh, hate crime when he was mm -hmm. younger. He was burned head to toe, like 60, 70 percent of his body. So he, his character does have scars and they do a good job on that makeup, making it subtle and believable, but not, you know, crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. And because of that incident. He has dedicated his life to behavioral science, specifically to things like memory and recall and stuff like that, because he can't really remember everything that mm. happened. Uh -huh. And so yeah. his killer almost got away. And they that whole thing is the central point of almost every episode so far that they have the main storyline of that week's episode, mm -hmm. whatever murder has happened or somebody poisoned or whatever. But then running throughout it is he does these new things that give him new flashes of memory that progress the the investigation into that crime. It's just really fun. It's smart. The dialogue is interesting. It's not that fast paced dialogue that's done so often these days. Mm -hmm. It's it's measured. They take their time with it. And some of the stuff that they have written to show you what his science can do to either reference or explain people's behavior or to change their behaviors mm -hmm. is just brilliant. You know, I watched the pilot because you talked about this looking forward last time we spoke. Sure. And you described like the first scene about how he's talking yeah. a guy down who right. has a hostage, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I want to see that and see, mainly I'm like, sounds interesting, but I'll probably just watch this intro scene because I want to see what you described. It sounds interesting. And by the time I got to the end of that scene, I'm like, all right, I'm settled in. I got my feet propped up. I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> and I was most impressed with, as you said, and I think I messaged you even right after I watched it. And I said, they did a really good job of balancing having a self-contained story in a bottle, mm -hmm. but also sprinkling just enough to show you what the arc of the show is and leaving me wondering, yeah. yes, I can skip around. I don't have to watch them in order. So it's not really... It's not really serialized, but there is a serial arc going through it through these episodic episodes. Mm -hmm. That that kind of hybrid is such a smart way to do television these days because now I don't have to binge it to like it. I can just mm -hmm. casually like it. Right. And the more I watch it, the more I'll get out of it. So I haven't watched more yet, but I have not deleted it either. I plan on continuing. Yeah, it's funny you said that, John, because I did exactly the same thing. George, George <laughs> described that episode. Yep. I started watching. I said, I want to see that beginning scene. Mm -hmm. Watch the entire right. episode. I, I'm caught up because I kept watching there it. There you go. Mm -hmm. I like it because it. I always loved like the psychological, like how you know the human brain, no one understands it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he kind of goes into things like cognitive dissonance and, da, 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 and things are like pretty common. But I just like seeing that 
side of like almost like you said, it's like a smart cop show. You know, if that makes sense. You know, it's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's an anti-cop show, right? It's yeah. not about the cops. It's about this guy. The cops call when they're stymied. Mm-hmm. Right. Like his line to the guy he's talking down in that first episode is like, look, you did a tremendous job because when they don't know what the fuck to do, yeah. I'm the one they call. So, so good, on well you. good on you. Bravo. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention, and we should let everybody know in case they're interested in watching themselves. It's on NBC on Monday nights and it's on Peacock the day after. So if you have yep. either one of those platforms, you can grab it. It's exactly what Mo said. It's a very smart cop show. I yes. love the fact that they use real world scientific phenomenon to explain parts of the story that they happen to be in at that point. Like uh, they do this one episode so far where this lady is, she's poisoned. She knows she's poisoned and she comes to him saying, can you help solve my murder? We've seen that kind of a story in other things, but she does it here. And he does this little test with her in one scene where he has her watch a video and he says, you know, now tell me how many times the red team passed the ball back and forth. And it's these kids in this little warehouse area and they're throwing a red ball back and forth. And she, she gets through it and she goes, uh, like seven or eight. And he's like, okay, great. Now tell me when you first noticed the Bigfoot. And she went, what? (laughs) And then she replays it. And there's a Bigfoot that walks through the video. Because you're hyper-focused on just Mm -hmm. this one thing you're going to be tested on and missing other details. It's that the fragile memory that's selective. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Mo, you watched the last episode. You said you're all caught up. Mm -hmm. Did you get fooled by the audio trick that he did with the class where he played the audio sample and then put the words up? Oh my God, that, that that that's annoying. Oh, now I got to catch up. That sounds awesome. I went, holy <laughs> shit, I do that all the time. Yeah, that's, that's annoying. <laughs> it, basically, John, it's this phenomenon where if we hear something, we assign words to it. But then if somebody puts the text up on the screen, we'll hear the same audio clip and we'll hear different words different every things? time we oh, listen to it. Oh, I know what you're it. talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. I think you found a winner show here. It's what, yeah. I mean, it's not heavy either. Like it's a perce- police procedural, but it's really yeah. light and easy to watch too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good find, George. The yep. Irrational on NBC. All right. And and very little child death, unlike Moe's. So that's a <laughs> Very little child death. Yeah. <laughs> Always a plus. <laughs> if you listen to the end of any given Gen X Grown Up podcast episode, you know at the end we talk about we are very proud and happy to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. So <laughs> yeah. we want to quickly introduce you to another cool show in our network. It's called Two Designers Walk Into a Bar. And while it sounds like the setup for a joke, it's actually <laughs> a really great podcast about history and pop culture. Yeah, uh, the two hosts, Todd Coates and Elliot Strunk, you can tell that these guys are good friends, the way they interact with each other, the mm-hmm. way they talk to each mm-hmm. other. It's a really good blend between like really highbrow, lofty stuff and just really just sort of down to earth, drinking buddy kind of talking. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, it's fun because they they talk to influential people that they have as guests all the time. They talk about products, mm-hmm. both guys being designers. They talk about their work. They kind of uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. So it's exactly it's kind of like yeah. think behind the music, right? From VH1, MTV oh, yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, but mm-hmm. for the stuff that we love instead of just music. <laughs> you, you just caught our audience. They all love behind yeah, the music. Really? So that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> and, and for sure, I mean, if you love anything at all dealing with design, pop culture, history, any of that, I, I think you're definitely going to like this show. Yeah, and just like our show, it is drop dead easy to find. You can look anywhere you listen to podcasts on, you know, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all those places where you get podcasts, or you can go right to their website at two designers, walk into a bar.com. 
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. It's your Chevy Dealers Truck Challenge. We challenge the imports to match Chevy trucks one-on-one. Look at the selection of trucks your Chevy dealer has versus Toyota, versus Nissan, versus Mazda. No import comes close. No wonder Chevy trucks are number one in America. And now you can get the best truck deal of the year, plus special financing. No one gives you choices like the Chevy man can. No one gives you truck deals like the Chevy man can. Let's jump right into Tech and Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, why don't you kick us off? I will. I will. Uh, now, I've talked before about how much I enjoy Android Auto in my car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, George really enjoyed it before he had to give his car to his son. But yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, I was the guy, I, I need a GPS. Like, I can get lost in my front yard, so I need a GPS. And so I used to always have a Garmin. And then when mm-hmm. they figure, oh, your phone could be that, you know, and then the hook of your phone to your, your car is awesome. But it's only awesome if your car supports it because certain manufacturers have it. And, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about Android Auto here. Uh, Apple CarPlay, I think, is the yeah. Companion, right? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So my mom got a new vehicle a couple of years ago, maybe two or three years ago or so. But when she got it, she was disappointed that it didn't have navigation. So like me, she got a GPS in there. But she also has a really nice iPhone. And I'm asking her, why don't you use your iPhone instead of the GPS? And she's like, I don't like to use it like that. So I stumbled across this thing. I didn't know they had these. I knew they sold new head units for cars that now support Android Auto CarPlay. But if you don't want to tear your car apart, there's a company called SkySee, and they have this screen called a CarPlay Android Auto screen. Effectively what it is, it's a little screen on an arm that you would put like suction cup or however you want to mount it. Mm -hmm. I say little screen. It's a nine inch screen. It's enormous, by the way. I think my my charger has an 8.4 inch screen. It's bigger than that. So it's a really big screen. Wow. And once you connect it, it can do everything your phone can do and not replace, but augment your car stereo. So my mom drove over and visited last week and we got it set up for her. Basically, once we got it set up, plugged it in, got it power, it you sync up your phone with it. She had this iPhone and it can do anything the iPhone can do. It can do Apple CarPlay. Sure. It can do the screen mirroring. If you'd rather do that, like to play mm-hmm. a YouTube video mm-hmm. and do that instead, you can do that. But it doesn't just do that. You can switch to Android Auto and do that as well. But it also has a dash cam. So it looks out the front and it's recording on an included SD card. She has a backup camera, but if she didn't, it has a backup camera you could wire and connect back there. Oh, wow. And on top of all of that, then it doesn't just, it can play sound out of the screen, but how you add it to your radio, FM tuner, it can transmit FM. You can run a wire to an aux plug, or you can do a a shared Bluetooth thing where your your phone sends sound to your car stereo while sending the iPhone screen. Anyway, it's amazing. And it was like (laughs) 120 bucks. 
120 oh. bucks. I spent thousands on a car that had Android Auto, and now my mom has a better one than me in her little SUV for like 120 bucks. It's really remarkable. Nice. I I mentioned this once before when we talked about it. One of our uh, fans over on our Discord page, jenniscronup.com slash Discord, mm. they um, mentioned that nice they plug. also got one of these that has the backup cam that you're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. here. I had bought my unit similar to these about six months prior to this person and you. Mm-hmm. And the one that I bought does not have the backup cam, which was very disappointing to find out that they make these with backup cams <laughs> and oh. yours right oh, now sorry. on Amazon is listing at one thirty nine. Okay. Uh, the other person, I think they said theirs was like one nineteen or one twenty nine. Mm-hmm. I paid ninety nine dollars for them. And I'm like, damn it, for just like twenty dollars more. <laughs> oh no, I could have had this awesome had feature. Cam. But the thing that I like the most about these, and mine included, John, when you first introduced me to the world of Android Auto, you had to have that little phone mount because you had right. that cable that had to plug in. These are all wireless working, which is the new generation of these systems. That's right. That's one of the best parts of this, I would think. Well, it certainly is. I mean, like I would love, so my car does not support wireless. We've talked on the show before. I, I got mm-hmm. a dongle to allow me to go wireless because since mm-hmm. the logic is in your car stereo, they're not going to upgrade that for you. They want you to buy a new car. So newer cars have wireless, but this thing is basically saying, hey, all the technology that isn't in your car stereo, here it is mounted on an arm or you know connected to your dash or however you want to mount it. And it marries in with your car stereo and it's seamless. So now my my yep. mom walks out when she unlocks the door, the, you know, the power comes on, the screen comes on. It's synced by the time she sits down and it's all right there. And I had actually had to show her how to turn on Siri because she'd never used it. I'm like, why is it, why is it not listening? Why is it not listening? I don't talk to my phone. What are you talking about? So we, we did that. And, and then she realized it does everything that the Amazon assistant, which shall not be named out of courtesy also does. <laughs> I said, you can just ask your phone to do anything, whether it's in your car or wherever. And so now it's super upgraded her car for a little amount. I would have spent probably double or triple that to upgrade her stereo in her car yeah. and oh, not yeah. had all this function. Oh, I yeah. think much harder that would have been. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Forget yeah, about the it. installation. Oh yeah. Getting yeah. all the wiring. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a pain this was a butt. 30 minute install and that's because I took my time. It was so easy and really nice. It even comes with a, a, a trim tool to help you run the wiring and tuck it in between the dash elements. <laughs> so you don't have to provide wow. that yourself. So it's a great deal. As always, Mo, I'll give you a link to throw down yeah. there. This isn't the only one. They have several. Uh, you could pay as much or as little as you want. I kind of like fished around and found this one kind of mid-range and not at all upset about it. So it's a pretty good solution. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Mo? What do you got? I know you just got back. In fact, in yes. fact, we should what? talk about your trip. So <laughs> what about do we it? have to? It was awesome. I'm really fucking tired of hearing about rich boys, girlfriend trip stuff. Oh, no, I'm still so, stuck so, here in so my George, room. George, you and I have to speak. So here's the thing. So <laughs> okay. Mo and all I, right. I don't know. Mo, you hush. So George... <laughs> Mo and just, I live here. Just mute his microphone for a while. We live in the same town. And so <laughs> we have a group text. So if we're going to go out to lunch or we're going to go to a movie, we go, hey, anybody want to go? And Mo, being the busy businessman that he is, <laughs> maybe one time out of five, they'll get a response because he's just too okay. busy to go. That's cool. Mo's on vacation. He's a replying some bitch because I'll go, anybody want to go <laughs> to lunch? Blow it up your text group. He's like, I can't go to lunch. Here I am sitting at a cafe in Italy drinking a beer and getting a back rub. <laughs> and then the next day, anybody want <laughs> Want to go to lunch? Here's a selfie. Can't join you. I'm climbing a volcano with my girlfriend. Like, really? <laughs> really? I would, you know, the best would have been if he had invited you guys to lunch in Italy. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, man. 
Missed opportunity. <laughs> I just sent you a picture of me flipping you off going, I can't make it. <laughs> oh, that would be great. No, hey, honestly, this is the first vacation I've taken in God knows know. how long. I know. And so, yeah. I'm, you know, I was trying to get as much enjoyment out of it as I can. And if I can get a little bit more enjoyment by, you know, annoying my friends back home. And gloating and okay, making so, us jealous. Now, hold on. You said first vacation you took in so long. First of all, you went to SFGE with us. That was a vacation. So Second see, of all. You joined us on that you trip. You went on another trip with this fine woman who I've met and she's an awesome person. I am yes. in no way disparaging her. Only Mo at this point. <laughs> Only the one that but deserves you went it. with her somewhere else like a year ago. Oh, but that was like, I'm she was, still we were, stuck in my seat. Yeah, well, she was working. I mean, that was a working oh. kind of thing. But oh, she was working. Oh. George, that oh. was a trip, not a vacation. Different. No, no, it's a, it's a, we both were on vacation. It was awesome. <laughs> Sicily, you got to go. It's amazing. Okay, <laughs> shut up. I had. Get it. Sicily. Just do your tech. This Just do so, your tech and let's move would on. Would you please? please? Okay, so while we were flying to Sicily. No, they- <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> while we were flying to Sicily. <laughs> no, okay, in all seriousness. You name dropping back. Bastard. So when you're flying the airlines these days, you know, they have like the entertainment systems now built into the seats, right? Right. Yeah. Some and, of them, but yeah. And, and they have the um, the stupid, um, they still use the eighth inch um, audio, the headphones. Oh, the headphone jack. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Headphone yeah. jacks, which who has those anymore, right? We're all Bluetooth, right? Everyone's Bluetooth. And then they, of course, they give you some, but these are pieces of crap. Like, I mean, nope. oh, yeah. Yeah. you got to turn the volume up so loud that you know you're losing your hearing because it's the only way you can hear anything, though, because the dialogue sucks. So anyway, I found this tool that is actually made for people flying that you plug it into the jack and it does a Bluetooth connection to your headsets. And you can connect two Bluetooth headsets to it. So, two of them. Two of them. Oh, okay. So one, it gets rid of the whole cheap headsets. You can't hear a damn thing the thing's playing anyway. Mm-hmm. And also it's it's just like super convenient. The, a charge lasts like 12 hours or something on this stupid thing. You just plug it in, you sync your headsets, your headphones to it, and you both can watch whatever's on that entertainment thing and hear it perfectly fine without needing anything additional. So if I understand correctly, then once it's creating a signal, if you have some awesome like noise canceling, Bluetooth headset, whatever, yep. they're going to do all their job. It's just now you've eliminated that problem. Of how do I get plugged into like exactly. the back of the, uh, either the, in a plane or anything that has a headphone any, jack. Actually, yeah, otherwise work with anything with an aux out. Couldn't connect or, or to. In. Got it. Or, or oh, aux out rather. Okay. Yes. Right, right. I'm just curious about one thing because I've noticed when I have Bluetooth things, like when I've tried to do adapters in my car that play over the FM mm-hmm. transmitter and the radio and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've noticed a sync issue between the video and the audio. Like the audio is delayed uh, by delay. a half a oh, second yeah, or a quarter of a sometimes. second. Do you have that kind of a delay with this? I didn't detect anything with this one um wow so okay. it, it seems pretty is pretty sharp and if also the cool thing is that you can hook two headphones to it which i think is a really yeah, nice thing that's really neat sure right. yeah. you know because then you got yeah. you and somebody else can both listen at the same time and watch the same show and i have to try to sync your screens you know you hit, hit play it's the old headphone splitter right you have the splitter yeah, that right. takes one headphone into two but bluetooth yeah yeah exactly it's, and it's not super expensive either this thing runs right now on amazon for was it like it's 50 bucks so it's not awful awful mm, it's all right yeah i mean for anybody who can eat in a cafe in italy it's nothing <laughs> it's nothing Choke change. You travel a lot <laughs> it's definitely i think it's, it's a good investment yeah. i think it's definitely worth it wow all right well next time i go to italy and i need to sit in the plane <laughs> and don't have my phone with me and want to connect to the back of the plane and i'm with you my girlfriend and she's paying all the all bills i will definitely pick one of these up <laughs> wait wait where does she's paying all the bills thing come from <laughs> <laughs> i'm just assuming look before before you guys met, I didn't see you going to Italy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All I'm saying is before you met, I didn't see a Cubert arcade cabinet in your room. <laughs> no, I, I mean, can't, I can't, I have no, no you can't argue with that, that one. <laughs>
All right, gents, we're back again talking about Caldera. Now, we all know first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that you know, that's the first thing that people notice. They instantly think maybe you're older than you are, which would be tough <laughs> yeah. for us, I guess. Or they just think you don't care about your appearance, maybe. Yeah. And, and as part of the uh, Evergreen Podcast family, we had a chance to try out men's face care regimen. Uh, it was a series of products, and we've been at it for, I'm going to say, six or eight weeks now. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. And so, Mo, what's been your experience so far? So, it's hard to tell like if this is because of this stuff or from uh-huh. some other reason but working remote like I don't go into office very often so actually a lot of people didn't see me for a lot of weeks mm-hmm. before I started this and I got more people saying that I look good like <laughs> oh you look really good now what did you, did you lose weight I'm like I know I didn't lose weight so I don't know if I had anything at all to do with this product but that's the only thing I think of that has changed <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. And it's, you said before last time that just in this one package, there's so much, like I thought, this is little bottle's not going to last me long, but yeah, I continue to use it, Mo. And I like you, is it a placebo effect or not? It's definitely made me pay attention to my skin in a way that I wasn't before. And now I, I think about, well, it's time to, to put on the eye stuff. It's time to put on the evening stuff and whatever. You know, there were a couple of times when I came out and my wife said, boy, that smells good. Well, what is, is that a cologne? <laughs> yeah. No, that's my that's my men's face cream. She's like, what? <laughs> and so I explained to her and I've enjoyed doing it. I have quite a bit left even. I don't know how much you've gone through and what has it been a little over a month. You still have a I lot s- left, I, s- I seem like it seems like I have a lot left. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't take a whole lot, like just a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's all that's all you put on, really. Yeah, it's been great for us. And, and I, again, I can't tell if it's it or if it's paying attention, but whichever <laughs> one, it's helped. It, exactly. And you know, John, just for our audience, they have an exclusive offer. This is their actually this is the best offer I think you can get anywhere for this product. Mm, and, right? I, and I love this code. Use code Gen X. Come on. <laughs> how easy is that? At CalderaLab.com and you get 20 percent off. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. Off of their products. So. Uh, we've enjoyed checking it out. And uh, Caldera, thanks for the chance to uh, to try out your uh, making me look prettier face creams and uh, solutions. <laughs> science, science, science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Mmm, the special richness of Folgers Crystals. Enjoy the same richness in decaffeinated Folgers Crystals, made from Folgers Mountain Grown Coffee. The only decaffeinated with Folgers Rich Aroma. And those dark, sparkling crystals that burst into Folgers' deep, rich flavor. Mmm, that is rich. Enjoy mountain-grown, decaffeinated Folgers crystals. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locals and the millions listening around the world. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Well, even though only one of us went to Italy, all three of us have been playing video games. <laughs> so, which, which one was it, George? Was it, was, it you? Segment was it you? That went Who? to Italy? Yeah. I don't remember at this was point. It? You know, I don't think I it was so me. much yeah, from anyway, this that's, chair that I never leave. Yeah, yeah it's neither here nor there. It's not important. It's not <laughs> important. important. To you. Uh, but... I want to talk about the game that I've been playing recently first, if you guys don't mind, since it's my segment. I don't really care if you mind, but <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I've gone back to a game that John first introduced to us, Mo, about, I don't know, a year, maybe longer ago. I don't really okay. know how long it's been out. About it's a year, called maybe. Yars yeah. Recharge. Oh, yes. yeah. All right. It's part of that Atari Recharge mm -hmm. series. And as you guys may know, uh, if you've seen some of my recent live streams that I've been doing over on Twitch and a few on YouTube, definitely on Facebook at times. We have got this kind of collaborative partnership going with Atari right now, and they've been really great to us. They mm -hmm. gave me a bunch of keys for Yars and some of these other Recharge series and said, hey, go live stream some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I went and played this game for a couple of days before the live stream, and I'm telling you, I got addicted really goddamn <laughs> quick. This yep. thing is so much fun. I know it's a new updated version of the game, and I've heard people in the live stream that I did complain about certain things like it doesn't have the same sounds or this thing doesn't operate this way and everything. It's okay for it not to have the exact same thing because if it did, it'd just be the old game exactly. on a new platform. And I already mm -hmm. have that. Yeah. This is an evolution of that game. Yeah. And I feel like in this particular recharged instance, they did an extremely good job that even had I bought this for myself at $10, I would have been happy at that spend because I've certainly gotten my Corys out of it already mm -hmm. if I had paid $10. Hey, have you caught me on the leaderboards yet? How's that going? I have not caught you on okay. the leaderboards yet because <laughs> unfortunately my leaderboards are only in America and huh? your leaderboards might be attached to Italy. I've heard Sicily so? is nice no. this time of year. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe national, regional. Okay. But yeah, well, the reason I'm on the leaderboards up there is like you, I got addicted to this thing for a while. As you said, it's not Yars Revenge. It's, right. it borrows a lot from it and it, it kind of mm -hmm. follows that same story. It doesn't, it doesn't evolve the story any. It's still you fighting the Kotal, Zorlon Cannon shoot a bunch of stuff. It is that, but the evolution, how they add the power-ups that come out of the cores mm -hmm. that you kill. And uh, the, it's like, it's like you had a, even a, the energy build, like mm -hmm. destroying little mm -hmm. shields or things to get the little energy pellets that help prime your Zorlon cannon. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. I love that. Yeah. I, I think it's a smart change. There's, there are a few stylistic things that in my review, I said, I wish they'd done this different, but it didn't make it not fun. It just mm -hmm. made it a little less Yars revenge is what it did. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I bring it up in this segment because because I also want to talk a little bit about the fact that we are regularly now every week doing a live stream. We're doing mm -hmm. several live streams is the more accurate statement. Mm. John, every week on Tuesdays, does a live stream edit of the podcast mm -hmm. you're listening to right now. Right. And I've watched several of those. I've jumped in because... If you have Amazon Prime, you can jump in there and you can give us an Amazon Prime subscription yeah. for free to you, but it gives us a few dollars. So that's, right. that's always helpful. And every month you just need to renew it, which is what I do. But watching John edit these podcasts, I can see the interaction that he and the people who are in the stream have, and they're all mm -hmm. having fun and chatting yep. up and everything. It's a blast. I started wanting to have that same kind of experience to also get myself out of the recliner TV chair into the gaming chair. Mm. So I started <laughs> doing Twitch live streams and 
we've all agreed that if it is a game that is new or not necessarily retro themed or related, we'll do it on Twitch. So that's where I'll do those. If it is a retro themed game like Yars Recharged has that link back, we'll do it on YouTube and Facebook. But I'm doing mine every Tuesday evening at 830. And I am just having a blast. I really love the last one. We had a lot of people in there. We did some of the sour stuff again. John (laughs) spent $10 to make me eat (laughs) some of that crap. Good Lord. (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. And if you like playing games or like learning about some of these games that remind us of our childhood, you should stop by because... You might find a gym like a recharged game for $10 that addicts you for the next couple of months. Yeah. You know what was interesting to me about that stream? Because I was in for most of it, for most of the time that you were mm-hmm. there. And you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, I reviewed this when it came out last year. And I'm like, but yeah, but not everybody saw that or knew about that. And people were in the stream watching, where has this game been all my life? This looks amazing. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. And it's like, it reminded me that just because we've talked about it at length doesn't mean that everyone has heard us talk about it at length. And so I'm, it was really cool that we were able to introduce new people to this, what was pro- one of the best, maybe the second or third best recharge game they've put out so far that clearly flew under the radar for a lot of people. And you fixed that for them. Yeah, I, that's the best part about the interactions of a live stream. You get an opportunity to present something, put something in front of people that they probably haven't seen or heard of, or mm-hmm. if they have, they're interested in seeing it. That's why they're there in your live stream. That's right. And at the same time, you get to play a game and have fun. Yep. That's interaction. In this remote work world that we live in now, that interaction is something that I kind of need and want. And it's this invaluable. is supplying yeah. that for me. So that's cool. Yeah. Super awesome. Had a great time. John, I want to talk a little bit about what you have on the Mm -hmm. list because I don't recognize the name. Okay. And you've got some dates in here that are confusing (laughs) the hell out of me. I definitely recognize the name, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the game is called Bulletstorm. Now, this came out in 2011, initially, and I bought it then. But back then, there was this devious Microsoft thing called Games for Windows Live. Mm. Oh, yeah. Before they merged their ecosystems with Xbox and everything. And so, look, I was looking back through my back catalog because like you, I'm like, man, this live streams thing is fun. I might want to do a Twitch stream of something I enjoyed but never finished. And I was just going through my back catalog of Steam stuff. And I'm like, awesome. I remember Bulletstorm. If you want to know what Bulletstorm is, it's the same developer developers or a team of subset of the developers who did Gears of War. So picture like these big mercenary, you know, I don't know, Marines or whatever they are. These aren't Marines, but the art style, they have boots that are as big as their chest, like giant feet with great big boots. They just look really big and grounded, like big pyramid men. And the premise of the game is that you you crash land on this planet and you get this, this AI gun thing attached to your hand. And you actually, you, you build these levels, but when you attach it to your hand, <laughs> the guy up until then, there's been no HUD on the screen whatsoever. And the guy goes, whoa, this thing is like scoring my performance and giving me stats. Well, that's your <laughs> HUD. It's actually in your head in the game. And it's super tongue in cheek. In fact, I think it was, it actually had like a mature rating on it because you can do things that are super like suggestive. Like you grab a guy and sling him against the wall of spikes or whatever. And it's called voodoo doll or whatever. The ways you kill people are awards in the game that you can level up with. Oh, fun. And I remembered that it's fun. It's funny. It's also a fun shooter. So I'm going to play some more of it. Fired it up. Wouldn't launch. Did some reading. Oh, they're like, yeah, well, here's all the details on how you can carve out games for windows live it kills the online component like Mm. i don't want to go through all this work i was just looking for fun old games yeah right so before i gave up i'm like let's go to is there any deal.com 
which I did. Fair. I did a little search and I found that in 2017, they put out a new one called Bulletstorm colon full clip. So I just reloaded full clip, ah. right? Mm -hmm. And effectively, they stripped out the games for Windows Live. They did like an upgrade on the, the textures because it's an old game. And they added all the DLC to it. The problem was when I looked for this on Steam, it was 40 bucks. Mm. But when I looked for it on Is There Any Deal, $2.99. So, <laughs> so, so for three bucks, I repurchased this amazing game that I had not played through in a long time, never finished. And now it's on my list of, like you, George, things I might just go and live stream because it's so okay. ridiculous. It is so over the top. Like what if Gears of War had a naughty sense of humor? That's what this game is like. And I had dismissed it and forgotten about it and almost gave up on it again until I found out they put out a new version. Yeah, I remember because we played this together. We did. We played, mm -hmm. And so um, and this thing was it was so because the main character is just hilarious. I mean, the, his inner dialogue and the stuff he says yeah. just cracks mm -hmm. you up. Is that character's name Grayson Hunt? That might, that sounds, sounds right-ish. Where are you getting yeah, that? Yeah, I think it is. I've got something to follow up with in just a minute. Okay. Please oh. continue. Okay. Oh, okay. So, All right. So my question is, does this full clip have the multiplayer aspect to it or is it only single player? It does. It's all fixed. It's all there. Oh, it so is? It, okay. It's, it's all present. Yep. Oh, I may have to go get this then. Yep. Yep. So the full clip version of it. And it's a fun game. I don't know why it's, you know how it is. You play a game for a while, you stop and something else comes along that's shiny mm -hmm. and you don't go back to it. And now there's a way to come back to it fresh without having to go through all the hoops. Wow. two ninety nine. <laughs> all right, Mo, I'm going to yeah. prevent you from buying that game right now. Okay, uh oh, go for it. Or maybe I'm going to entice you to buy it and something else. <laughs> okay. I went looking for some stuff while John and you were talking, because as everyone knows, I don't really listen to you guys when you guys yeah. are oh, on the podcast. Oh, we know. Oh, we're yeah, well aware. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to find out a little bit of, on this game on my own. So there's Bulletstorm. There's Bulletstorm Full Clip. Mm -hmm. And in about ooh two months in a day, there will be Bulletstorm VR. Really? Ooh. Yep. December 14th. It's coming out on Steam and a whole bunch of other platforms. Mo, the reason I'm mentioning it to you, it's absolutely going to be available on the Quest. Nice. I know you have one. Mm. So, King of Nerds, if you're listening out there to the podcast, <laughs> this I, I'm looking at some of the videos on my other monitor right now. I don't have video of the games that you two have played in the uh -huh. past, but if they look like this and the VR looks like this, this is going to be pretty damn awesome. Huh. It, it is a fun game because it, it's the thing. Look, we've talked about it before games like far cry and just cause sometimes you want to play an in-depth story sometimes you want to shoot monsters in the face like that's all you want to do and this thing lets you do that sling them into fire burst them into whatever you want to do all that stuff is there and to do it in vr i can only imagine it could be fun oh man yeah oh man uh, that's gonna be fun. all right oh, okay well man, more stuff things. for you to we'll buy see. mo so yeah. anyway <laughs> so i played some bullet storm full clip how about you mo what'd you play so yeah this has been a rough game time for me because all the my favorite franchises have been coming out with new games that I've had to buy. So oh, <laughs> poor Mo. It's well, so I bought the latest <laughs> Assassin's Creed just dropped. It's Assassin's Creed Mirage. Okay. And so it takes place in Baghdad and all this stuff. So I've been playing it. I got a few hours in on it. And let me tell you, it's it's not grabbing me the way the other ones did. Oh. I mean the gameplay is good. It's smooth, but it just feels very samey. Like it's uh. the same game I played before, you know. Right. 
like you're going back in time, you visit some great cities and, but then there's this other group and you're trying to stop that. I mean, it's, it's like the same scenarios or keep, it seems feel like I'm playing the same scenarios again, just in a different setting. You know, hmm. they also didn't do like the other Assassin's Creed like that had the whole premise of that. You were a person in present day, reliving the memories of a past person. Mm-hmm. That's not there. You're just this huh. past person. Interesting. Yeah. Now, granted, I mean, of course, like every other game, they did a billion hours of research on this. So the city is super accurate. It's awesome. You know, just from a historical sense of just seeing these buildings and be able to explore them, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But as far as like the game itself, it's just not like, you know, sucking me in like the like like the when they did in Egypt did. Yeah. Well, I mean, historical accuracy does not make the game fun. It just makes right. it fun to look at. But yes. Unless the and gameplay is there. So I, as, as you were talking, I was listening and trying to figure out like maybe what about it, because we've talked before about, you know, oh, the, just, the new Far Cry came out. It's more of the same, which isn't a bad thing. Right. You know, or the new Just Cause is more of the same, but isn't a bad thing. But I wonder what it is about this one. Like if you enjoyed the last game and this is that again in a different location, do you think it's, is it the character? Is it the voice acting? Is it the structure? It can, or can be, you put your finger on it? Yeah, because the last one they did was like a whole like Norse thing. Mm-hmm. And that gave it like the whole thing a different feel, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, your weapons were different. The way you fought was different. But this was in, in Baghdad, which is like, okay, swords. And, you know, it's all pretty much the same as like the original Assassin's Creed, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's, it feels it, it feels very much like that game. Again, the gameplay itself is amazing. And the story is good. I mean, don't get me wrong. But it's just, it's not like just sucking me in like, oh, I got to keep going and see where this goes. Or, you know, it, it just feels like, okay, I'm, oh, I, I get it. It's like the same kind of you know, stop this, kill this guy, and then I'm done, you know, kind of thing. So it's a little disappointing. And like you just said, in this day and age, there's so much stuff for you to play. Yeah. If that's not grabbing you, there's no reason to push through. No, it really isn't. It's like one of these things, like, I think I'll probably go to this away for a while, come back to it, play a little bit more, go away a little while, come back. I mean, I I might even refund it. I even did that with that cyberpunk game that came out. Remember, I bought it and it was amazing. I didn't have the problems with it, Mm -hmm. but it was too big for me. So I refunded it saying, you know what? I'll buy it in a couple of years when I have time to play it. I wonder if this might be a case where you get your 60 bucks back and then buy it next year when it's 20 bucks instead. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah, that sucked me in like Starfield or like you know mm. the D and D game. Yeah. Like those are sucked me in pretty heavily. This one, eh, not so much. You shouldn't have to work to enjoy a game. You should auto yeah. automatically enjoy. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, just go buy Bulletstorm and you'll be much happier. I assure you. Oh, Three dollars. That's, that's a fun <laughs> game. Three dollars. <laughs> yep. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. If you're allergy-sensitive, your world is uncomfortable, irritating, ever-threatening, for effective relief... 
Discover the histamine blocker Benadryl, the most prescribed allergy medication ever. Benadryl, available without prescription in full 25 milligram strength. If you're allergy sensitive, discover Benadryl and Benadryl decongestant, prescription strength allergy relief from Park Davis. Now, before we get out of the show, we always like to take a few minutes here toward the end to talk about the things we're looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And there's a lot. The dam has fallen. The stuff is flowing again. There's a lot of good stuff. Mo, let's start with you. What do you have on the horizon? Oh, sure. Um, Well, looking for a new season, Loki just started. Season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess they figured out the whole controversy thing now. So they're just going with it, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's actually one of the Marvel series I actually enjoy, like probably more than the others, just because I like Mm -hmm. the guy who plays Loki. He's an amazing actor and he's just entertaining. Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But besides that, also, there's a series that just dropped called Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, yeah. The Edgar Allan Poe story. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's on Netflix. It's based on that, but it's a modernized version Mm -hmm. of it. The Hmm. same people who did Haunting of Hill House. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is doing well now. This. You have my attention. Okay. Oh yeah. Interesting. And and just listening to some reviews, I think it's eight episodes, and they said one. If you like Edgar Allan Poe, you'll love it because references to him are like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, people said that they were genuinely like scared at parts of this. Like it was creepy. It was this. So I'm so looking forward yeah, to like, that. Uh, it, it should. Carla be. Guino is the main character, or the main one of the yeah. main characters in the story, and she's she looks really creepy in yeah, the she trailers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm most looking forward to watching. Watching is actually something that just also dropped. It's the second season of a series that John, I know you watched. It was Our Flag Means Death. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Taika Waititi is the yep. uh, his black beard. Black beard. Yeah. Oh, right. And the thing that got me about this, it's actually based on a true story. That's the thing that just mm-hmm. blows me away. Yep. I well, had to actually loosely. go do research. <laughs> loosely, loosely based. But, so, but the basic <laughs> premise of it, though, is yeah. the same. This guy yeah. decided to be a pirate, and black beard mm-hmm. just took him under his wing for some weird reason. I mean. <laughs> it, it, it's a weird, weird show. I really enjoyed the first season. So look, definitely looking forward to catching the second season. I was surprised how good it was, honestly. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. I was very surprised. <laughs> Turned out really good. Yep. Yeah. How about you, John? What are you looking forward to? Uh, so a couple of things. So <laughs> it's been a while, but South Park, they had a, I think they had a partial season or something, but mm-hmm. in their recent deal with Paramount, they said, I'm going to do some movies specific for Paramount. So there's another South Park movie, October 27th ah. on Paramount Plus. So this one is called South Park Joining the Pandaverse, which (laughs) means nothing. But effectively, it all has to do with, uh, it's very Loki looking. So it's like AI is involved and multiverses are involved. And we see all of the characters, but they're, they're voiced and drawn by different people. Like they're different ages and different races really? and different sexes. And like you see the four boys standing there and it's a couple of grown women and a, an Asian guy. And so but they're all different characters oh my because God. they're replacing, they're playing with the whole how everybody's addicted to the multiverse and they're putting that into South Park and messing with the characters that we know. And it just looks, all the South Park specials have been so good. The streaming wars were great. The pandemic specials wow. were good. So another one of those, October 27th. Okay, uh, and then the other thing I'm, I'm really looking forward to that got announced and I don't even know the date yet, but I'm guessing it's got to be soon. It's usually within a month or so when it's announced. George, you were just talking about Yars Recharged. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, Atari was buying up a bunch of properties. They went to Stern and bought a bunch of titles. One of those they bought right. was Berserk. Yep. Berserk Recharged is oh, now announced. Nice. That's going to be Mo, great. have you seen the trailer yet, Mo? Have you yes, seen I it? Yes, I have. Oh my God, I have. It looks like Berserk married with Robotron. Yes. It's a dual stick shooter, uh, but you have a maze now instead of just a wide open field and you 
have oh. doors to go through and it looks so and the thing with berserk is people think oh well, recharge things they damage or they break or whatever they change berserk was so simple that there's almost nothing you could leave out of it it's look it's got you and robots and evil and autos and, 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 and a maze there you go yeah. everything you add yeah. everything's now included from the original and it looks really <laughs> good i even like that your character looks like the guy on the cover art of the atari cartridge yeah he has the white jumpsuit oh, with cool. the red shoulders mm-hmm. they've just included so much of the lore in there so berserk recharged i don't have a date oh, for you but you no could date. bet your oh. bottom dollar when we know a date it's we're gonna talk about it again here on the show uh george what about you what do you got coming up well uh you know we we are coming out of the writer strike being over thank god mm-hmm. good for yep. them that they got yes. what they yep. needed yeah, yeah. um one of the shows that I think kind of fell victim to it was Doom Patrol. Now, this is a series that I skipped out on the first two seasons because I was like, oh, I've got too many superhero things to watch. <laughs> I went back and caught up and really fell in love with the series. Watched, been watched seasons one, two, and three. And then season four came out and they got like six episodes in and they stopped putting them out. So I guess it was a victim to the winter break coinciding with Mm, the writer strike. Well, season four, what I'm calling part two (laughs) has just come out actually the day before we did this podcast recording. And I'm so looking forward to getting to catch back up with that series and see how they finish up this season. On top of that, another favorite series of mine that has had kind of an, uh, I guess, like an evolution. So originally the series was called Bosch. Mm-hmm. Then they moved it over to Freeview, got rid of some of the characters, changed his the main character's uh, job, and they called it Bosch Legacy. Well, now Bosch Legacy Season 2 oh. is due out on October 20th. Still coming. So, I know you love that yeah, show I and the character. That. So, yeah. Oh, it's a great character. Really well done. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most is going to hit theaters on October 20th. Gentlemen, we've got another epic Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, Robert De Niro, oh yes. the oil field movie one. coming out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, oh, my all goodness. based on a real series of events in 1920s uh, where there was a bunch of uh, murders in, I think it was Oklahoma. Uh, where some Indian reservation thing mm-hmm. was set up and they had oil fields and these uh, Native Americans were doing really well. But then here come these outsiders as, mm-hmm. oh, you know, can't let yep. the Native Americans have what they deserve. We got to take it from them kind of bullshit. It looks really interesting. It, it seems to be like a like a tense drama, like Leonardo DiCaprio seems to be kind of matched up against Robert De Niro with Martin Scorsese at the helm. That's, mm-hmm. that's got winning box office office all over it to me yeah if i'd remembered that was coming that would have been on my list too that looks so good <laughs> yep so i'm here to see about these murders see what about them uh, who's Direct. doing them oh okay i love that in the trailer because he's like oh this is murders what what do you want to find out right it does looks great oh man when is it october 20th okay October 20th. I'm there. That's just, that that ain't long. That's right around the corner. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So much good stuff. Uh, Before we leave this show, I want to make sure to send a heartfelt thank you to another brand new Patreon supporter. James A. opened up his heart and his wallet. He headed over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and set up a regular monthly pledge to help support what we do here at Gen X Grown Up. James, thank you so much for your generosity. Mm. You probably already know you are joining an amazing roster of super cool human beings. Many of them we get to talk to regularly over on our Discord server, genxgrownup.com says Discord, as George just told you <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. You all definitely are keeping us moving and moving forward. And uh, I don't know what to say. If you want to join James, head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup.com 
go through the steps for as little as a dollar a month, you can become part of making sure we stay solvent and viable and we can keep doing <laughs> what we do. Uh, now, one other, an added benefit, if you are a patron, is you get to send us a question for these podcasts. Anything you want yeah, to know, right, Mo? That's right. And this week's question is from Michael C., longtime supporter. Oh, yeah. And he asked a question. Who was, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, who was one of your childhood celebrity crushes? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Which age? It, it just... <laughs> Like nothing. No, recent. I mean like five, six, seven. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. I say up. You know, hey, anything from seventies, yeah. eighties, man. Whatever you want to do. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do a spreadsheet while y'all figure out yours. <laughs> right, John? Do you have one? Well, you always make us go first. You go first this time, Mo. All right. So mine is not probably what everyone would expect because you know the show WKRP in yeah. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Love the yeah. show. Everybody was going crazy for Lonnie Anderson on that show. Yeah, the secretary. I didn't. I went for Jan Smithers, the, the secretary Bailey. Yeah, I oh, thought yeah, she Bailey. was. She just some, did something for me. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but like everyone's talking about, you know, Bonnie Anderson. Everyone's like, that's all everyone's talking about. And I'm like, eh, she's okay, oh. but you know, Bailey's the one. Oh. So that's probably one of mine. So she made Mo feel some kind of way. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. That's a young yeah. man. So yeah. how about you, John? So so I don't need a spreadsheet. Mine is really easy. It was one of my first celebrity crushes and continues to be to this day as both she and I have aged, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Mm. She has always just, and I think it's because she's, everything she does, she's not only, of course, she's an attractive young woman, now an attractive older woman, but she always has roles where she's got it figured out or she's somehow in charge or has, has some power or has has some agency about her. She's mm. never like a damsel in distress. And even going back to like trading places, like she was not getting messed with. She was in charge of her life, even though she was kind of down and out. And everything she's in, I first saw her in Halloween, of course. Mm-hmm. And now we've both gotten 40, 50 years older. And whenever I see her, I'm like, that's still Jamie Lee Curtis. Still does yeah. something for me. She's still a little crush. Yeah. Yeah. George, you got the spreadsheet done? How about you? No, not at all. <laughs> um, because I've got like a range. Like, so I loved like all of the girls on Facts of Life. So that's mm-hmm. a possibility okay. there. Uh, Dana Plato from Different Strokes, Different Strokes, yeah, was a thing for a while. Uh, I mean, I guess Is if I gotta go email with, on TV. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but maybe just a I list mean, of those Mrs. you weren't crushing on. Is Trust that easier? Me, Mrs. Garrett had some nice low cut numbers <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I I guess if I have to go with what's probably the way to pick is who did I have posters up in my room? Because that required some extra investment. I had to talk mom into letting me buy these scantily clad posters of women, spend money and put it up on my wall as opposed to just watch TV. I guess I got to go with Heather Thomas Mm -hmm. in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. That pink bikini poster. I talked about that before. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. She was, she was, uh, yeah. Okay. Into the podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I got to go. <laughs> all right. Hey, so if patrons want their question answered, what do they need to do, Mo? Um, all you got to do is, one, become a patron. And you can mm-hmm. do that at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. And even for as little as a dollar a month, all you got to do is just IM me a question that you want to ask us, and I'll be happy to put it on our next show. All right. There we go. That's going to wrap it up for this episode, then. Don't worry. We have another one coming up in two weeks. But next week, as you know, is our backtrack. That's where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And this, you would think, would be a simple topic, but there's a lot of meat on the bone. We're going to talk about (laughs) the Super Friends. 
at the Hall of Justice, dun, all of dun, our favorite DC dun, heroes dun, and dun, villains. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my goodness. There's so much in it. And as we started digging in, there's more to know even than we could talk about in an hour, but we're going to do our best. So if you uh, remember the Super Friends fondly, you are not going to want to miss that one. That's coming your way next week. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all. We can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. I might even refund it. I did that with, uh, what was the... Uh, Damn it! Not Cyberlink. It just the, cause. What's what was the big cyber cyberpunk cyber cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh I'll yeah. Do that again. Three, two. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.